Okay, uh, the leaders are going to be handing out some, a couple sheets of paper here. And uh, who brought a Bible tonight? Anybody? Okay, if you brought a Bible, keep your hand up because they're going to hand out a few um, sheets of paper with some scripture references on them. Keep your hand up real high if you brought a Bible. Okay, some of you might have to get two of them. There's about nine of them, I think, total. Uh, okay, so how's everybody doing? Really? How's everybody doing? Are you all tuckered out from playing the, that game outside? Are you enjoying the weather, at least? Or no, because you had to go inside to school. Can everybody see this okay? Okay. You got to go outside for class? Awesome. Oh, yeah? Um, I've had a really good day. In fact, the last 24 hours have been pretty fun for me. Uh, I went on a date with my wife last night. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, and we did a little shopping for our kids. Uh, Josie's turning five on Sunday, so, yeah. Uh, and then this morning, I got to sleep in a little bit, got to, woke up and wrestled with my kids for a little bit, and then uh, uh, just kind of relaxed for a while, which is always fun for me on Wednesdays because I come in a little bit later since I stay through hype. Uh, and so had lunch at home and then came in here and, and got stuff ready for tonight. Uh, prayed for you guys and, uh, and for our night together tonight, and now here we are doing hype. And then after this, I'm going uh, to go work out with Nick if he's still alive after playing that game. So uh, anyhow, that was my 24 hours. What I got, want you guys to do is take this sheet of paper, this blue sheet of paper that you have, and we're just going to take a few minutes, and I want you to think about the last 24 hours uh, the last 24 hours, and I want you to write down as best as you can. You don't have to go super detailed, but just like a, an, a, a sort of an itemized uh, schedule of what you did, just kind of like what I just explained to you, okay, about my last 24 hours. Just, just some random things like that. Or not random, but uh, some things like that, okay? You don't have to go like 10.02 a.m., brushed my teeth or anything like that. But just kind of tell me about your last 24 hours, all right? I'll give you a, I'll give you a couple minutes to do that. Okay. All right, hold on. Let's talk about this for a second. Here, I got a question for you, okay? In fact, I want you to turn to your neighbor and do this and, and, and answer this question with your neighbor, okay? Here it is. Let's pretend that we've never met and all I know about you is how you spent your last 24 hours. What would I conclude was important to you? All I know about you is how you spent your last 24 hours. What would I conclude is important to you? Turn to your neighbor and tell them. You tell them, you tell them what they would conclude based on what you wrote down, what they would conclude. Or hand it to them. It's fine. Based on your last 24 hours. 
Okay. All right. Shh. Anybody brave enough to share with everyone? Busy corner? Yeah, Titus. Yeah, say what they would conclude. What, what's important to you based on your last 24 hours? So your vision, your vision is a priority. Nice. Right. Look, this isn't defining you. We're just, we're doing a little exercise, okay? Based on the last 24 hours, what would you conclude? Alex, saw your hand up. School? Liz? Laying on your mom's waterbed. Yeah, Green. Prayed and went to hype and went to school. Prayed, went to school, and went to hype. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just to conclude, I'm lazy. Yeah. Nice. Ran a mile and then came and played the inner tube game outside. All junior high students ran a mile today. I'm sorry. Okay, listen, listen. Shh. Proverbs, Proverbs 28, 19 says, As water reflects the face, so a man's heart reflects the man. So the things that are important to you will reflect in your life. You'll start to see those things in your life. Now, the last 24 hours may or may not be an accurate view of, of the things that you find important. But this is something to keep in mind, okay, uh, as, as we kind of go on tonight and even this week and just over the next couple weeks of how am I spending my time? That's one of the things we're going to talk about tonight is time, okay? And, and um, uh, tonight's lesson, tonight's message is called, How Can I Manage My Life After High School? High school students are in class on average about 35 hours a week, okay? And if you plan on going to college, that number is going to drop down to about 15 hours a week, all right? How many of you think that sounds pretty good? Yeah? 15 hours a week. You're going from 35 hours a week now in school to 15 hours a week when you get to college, roughly on average. Okay, some students will be more. Okay. Listen, graduating seniors often feel especially unprepared to handle the new choices that they have about their time. One student said in high school, listen, shh. One student said in high school, everything was scheduled. In college, I was finished with classes by noon and had all day to do whatever I wanted. In college, you will have this, uh, you'll have a lot more free time. You'll probably have a lot more uh, time that's, that's not regulated by your parents or by your teachers, okay? And you're going to have to figure out how to spend it. I remember having a lot of uh, this newfound freedom when I went to, to college my freshman year and going, uh, wow, I can do, I set my own schedule and I can do whatever I want and I ended up sleeping in a lot. Uh, stayed up late with my friends, and, and occasionally I would crack open a book to study. And sooner than later, I found myself starting to get behind on my, in my classes. And, uh, and I really needed to change my routine and my schedule. I needed some structure uh, in order for me to, uh, to be able to stay in school, right? I, wasn't, I didn't want to fail my classes. So I thought it was great at first, but, but it turns out... Uh, a lot of times when we all of a sudden get all this free time, it's kind of like the lottery. You come into a whole lot of money at once, and, and you really aren't prepared for it. And, and if you're not careful, you can 
squander all of that, okay? I'm not saying go play the lottery when you're eligible, but... Uh, but, but so, finding the right balance of time in college uh, can be difficult, and so difficult, in fact, that a lot of times, uh, or, or sometimes it causes new freshmen, graduated seniors from high school, to get so overwhelmed that they end up dropping out, okay? But then what? You drop out and you, and, and you can't go back to high school, right? So you might go to a job, but even that uh, has some flexibility. And so, uh, and even some of you in here tonight are going, I'm not even going to college for like three or four years. So how does this even affect me? Well, listen, um, how many of you are excited for sp- uh, summer break, right? That's going to be a, a pretty drastic change in your schedule, right? You're going to go from getting up at, what, 6 o'clock in the morning to, from school. Some of you will still get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, but several of you in here, you're going to sleep until noon, right? I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, uh-huh. Your schedule, your daily, your weekly schedule, your monthly schedule even over the summer is going to look a lot different than it will right now. Listen up, please. And so uh, you can start, even though you're not going to college yet, you can start this summer even forming some good habits that will prepare you for when you go off to college, okay? Another area that can be difficult for a new college student to manage or to get under control is the area of money. And these are the two things that we're going to talk about tonight. Time and money. Wendy's taking a big sigh here, all right? So, Wendy, I want you to really pay attention. Uh, So, let's start by thinking about how you handle your money right now, okay? Turn your paper over, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about your your room, all right? Your bedroom at home, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to list as many things as you can think of and their approximate value, okay? Only in your bedroom. Anything that you can think of in your bedroom and its approximate value, and then I want you to total all those things up and try and get an approximate total value of your room. Okay, listen up. We're going to do the same question. You're going to turn to your neighbor and you can say, hey, listen, if we didn't know each other and all I knew about you was the value of, of the things in your room, what would that tell me that you find is important? Okay? Share that with your neighbor. Strictly based on the value of the things in your room. Okay. Shh. Who wants to share this one? Yeah, David. Thousand? Okay, like what things though? What, what, are, some, what are some things that you would, if, if I didn't know you yet, listen, if I didn't know you and all I had to go by was what you wrote down, what would I think was important to you? Sarah? Your clothes? Kevin. Clayton, you have animals? Like, alive? Awesome. Yeah, Jaden. Your iPad? Okay. Connor? Drawings? Electronics. Awesome. <laughs> Drawings? I don't know. Shh, shh. Huh? PS3? Okay. Yeah, Alex? Your suits? Yes. Yeah, Amy? Your bed? Brianna? What, if I didn't know you yet, and all I, all I knew about you was the, about the things that you wrote down, what would I deduct is important to you based on the value of the things in your room? Shopping, just in general? 
Okay. Yeah, Justin. Lights? Lights. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you meant like like stoplights or just like random. I don't know. You said lights. so. Okay. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you. Oh, Brian, you want to say? Shh. Huh? Yeah? So an, a family heirloom, basically. Yeah. Um, how do you think your financial situation will be different in college than it is right now? Student loans. Okay. You won't have as nice of stuff. How many of you, raise your hand, how many of you, all of, of the things that you wrote down, how many of you paid for 75% of those things with your own money? Okay. That's interesting. How, how else do you think your, your financial situation will be different when you get to college? Yeah. Listen, please. You already buy your own stuff, you said? Oh, you don't. So you will have to buy your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Student loans, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, Chances are you will have some more financial options than you do right now. You might just get allowance right now. Some of you actually might have a job right now. Some of you will work maybe one or two jobs while you're in school to try and put yourself through school. Some of you will be fortunate enough to have your parents pay for your college. Okay. Or at least help out. Um. If you don't already have a checking account, which most of you probably don't, you'll end up opening up a checking account so you can have a place to keep your money instead of your sock, right? Uh, Or here's something that you'll be bombarded with in college, okay? Listen, I feel like there's a lot of chatter. I I thought you guys would be worn out by the the inner tubes game. I mean, I want to talk to you, but I want you to talk to me, okay, and not each other. Can we agree on that? Is that okay? So I don't have to say shh all the time. Deal? Okay, thank you. Uh, So something that you'll get bombarded with, though, in college is uh, credit card applications. Okay? And let me me just tell you about credit card applications. When I was in college, um, I pretty much lived off of, not lived off of, I got my wardrobe pretty much from credit card applications. Okay, would just go sign up for credit cards because they'd give you free T-shirts and hats and things like that and, uh, and then just cancel the card. I don't recommend doing that because you, then you get this like paper trail of stuff. And, and honestly, uh, it becomes more and more enticing to use a card, especially if you're a struggling college student that has loans and doesn't have a $5 to go get a, a Big Mac at McDonald's okay, at the student union. And, and you start getting enticed to use these cards, and then that free T-shirt is going to end up costing you thousands and thousands of dollars, okay? Because you're going you're gonna to run it up in debt and things like that. And so um, be careful, all right? Nobody's really targeting you right now because, frankly, you're not old enough to get a credit card. But once you hit college, things like that are going are gonna to creep in, and you got to, just like your time, just like the things that... that um, uh, you're going to have to take in your time and, and organize things and prioritize things. The same thing's going to have to happen with money. 
And, and the point of, of talking about these things tonight is not to, um, to make you feel bad or guilty about uh, how much time you spent playing video games yesterday or uh, how much stuff you have, okay, your wardrobe or anything like that. The point that we want to get at tonight is about talking about time and money is, um, is to make you aware of and to get you to start thinking about ways that you can manage your money and your time so that God is honored through that, right? As we're talking about sticky faith, this whole series has been about developing a faith that is centered on God, right? That's what a sticky faith is. And so where God is right in the middle of everything, not just... Uh, not just our, our church life, but our practical life too, our financial life, our time and things like that. So we're going to talk about those things because uh, a person with a sticky faith says it's not just enough to practically think about these things. We could totally take God out of this equation and, and I could give you 10 handy principles of managing your time and money. But as believers in Christ, we want to not just bring God into it, but put him in the center of it. Okay, does that make sense? And say, and say, what does God have to say about this? And how can I honor him through this? So that's what we're going to tackle tonight. All right, let's talk for a minute about the, the little uh, game I had you guys play outside right before we came in with the jars, and the sand and the rocks. Okay, the goal was to fit all the rocks and the sand in the jar at the same time. And you guys pretty much knew exactly what to do right off the bat, both teams. You're like, okay, dump the sand out, put the rocks in, put the sand back in, okay? And that's pretty easy to think about when you do that game, but at the same time, if we translate that over into time and money and the way we handle things, what could, those, what could the sand and the rocks be? What do you think? Yeah, Jaden? Let's say, um, it could be, let's say, let's just take time for a second. What do you think the rocks and the sand could represent? The goal is to get all the rocks in. Yeah, Alexis, you're good, close. Wow, you guys are like getting really deep and theological with this. Um, How about this? How about this? The rocks are the things that are important. Okay, that was the goal. The idea, the sand was already in the jar, but the goal was to get the rocks in the jar, right? And then have the sand in there. So the rocks are the, are the more important thing. The rocks are the thing that have to be in the jar in order for you to complete the task, right? The sand is, is the thing that's it's less important. It, it, you guys dump the sand out first, right? The only way for, the, for everything to fit in there was to put the most important thing in first and then to fill in the gaps around it, Right? So if you think about that, as we, we could translate that to uh, our time and, our, and the way we handle our money is we need to prioritize the, the things that are important first. If that jar represented our lives, the things that we put into our lives in our time, the things that we spend our money on, we want to make sure that the things that matter, not just to us but to God, are the things that we're filling our lives with. And then the sand isn't necessarily a bad thing all the time, but if you have all that sand in first, what happens? There's no room for all the rocks, right? And so we want to make sure 
that we don't just fill our lives, we don't fill our time, we don't spend our money on the things that don't really matter but aren't necessarily bad and then not have any, any time left or any money left to put towards the things that God wants us to really focus on, okay? And so that's, um, that's, that's where we're going to go with this tonight. Um, so what kinds of things does God, let's talk about time for a second, okay? What kinds of things do you think God wants us to spend our time on? Yeah, Brianna. Praying. Okay. You just shout them out. What else? Praying, reading Bible, worship, disciple making. I heard something else. Loving other people. So maybe relationships. Anything else? Anything else? Serving? Making the right choices, just good decisions. <laughs> I'm like slowly. Okay, all right. That's a pretty good list. Um, did we hand out all of those scripture references? Okay, I need the students that have Psalm thirty-one, three through five. Esther 4:14, 4, Mark 1:35 and Luke 10:38-42. You guys bring your Bibles up here. You guys are going to read these out loud for us. Okay, who has Psalm 31:3-5? first? Yes. You are my rock and my fortress, for the honor of your name. Lead me out of this danger. Pull me from my trap and my enemies for me, for I protect you alone. And trust my spirit in your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. Okay. Who has Esther? Got it? Okay, while you're looking for it, we'll go. Mark? No, you can sit down. Thank you. Mark one thirty-five. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Okay. Luke 10, 38 through 42. You have that, Tristan? Yes. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was crumbled about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. 
And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Awesome. Good work. Okay. Esther 4.14. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Okay. That was pretty fast. Okay. So, I know those were kind of read fast. And for those of you that don't have Bibles, you should bring your Bibles. Um, but did you hear anything in those passages that we don't have up here already or that, uh, that some of these don't line up with? I think we got a pretty good list going on right here. Do you hear anything in those passages that we need to add, though? Anything? Family? Excellent. Hmm, silence. I'm going to write solitude next to that, too. What else? Anything? How about, okay, Psalm 31, 3 through 5. Okay? We won't read it again, but you guys should write these down so you can go back and look at them later. Okay? But here's, here's what we can learn from that is that we need total dependence on God. It's not really our time. It's God's time. Right? If we're going to live a sticky faith, if we're going to live a God-centered life, then it's not our time. It's God's time. And so we need to depend on him. We should commit our time to God, but also, even more important than that, we need to commit our whole self to God so that we think everything that we say, everything that we do. Yeah. Psalm 31, 3 through 5. We commit ourselves completely to him, okay? And when you're, when you're fully committed to God, then you're going to ask him, hey, what do I need to do with my time? What's important here? Okay? Esther 4, 14 which that silence, that was good in there. Um, But when you face challenges in life, seek to know what God wants you to do and then do it, confident that he will do his part. So even in the midst of our challenges, uh, again, if we're living a God-centered life, we're going to consult God on things. We're going to ask God, hey, what what do I need to do here? And so even the challenges that we we come up against, we're going to not just react to those things, but we're going to pray about those things and we're going to ask God, how should I handle this? Okay, Mark 1, 3, Mark 1, 35, take time to pray. You guys put prayer up here, but how many of you, um, how many of you are incorporating that into your everyday life? Okay, that's something to think about. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you are actually taking time to pray, not just for yourself even, but for others, for your family, right, for your friends, for the, for the students that you have class with every day that don't know Jesus, that need to know him? Okay? For the important things. We need to make it a priority. Uh, Not just in a time of crisis. Not, God, I need your help. Right? But we do that sometimes. 
Luke 10, 38 through 42. See, Mary sat at Jesus' feet, and, and it's hard for us, like we, we read that and we think um, that, that she sat down at his feet and, and, we, and she was still with him. And kind of in our day and age, it's hard to think about sitting still for a long time, right? I know you guys are starting to get antsy because it's almost 8.30. And, uh, and, and, but also in the first century, sitting at the feet of someone also meant to follow them on a daily basis. A rabbi and a, and a, and a, a disciple, a disciple would sit at the feet of the rabbi, but that basically means that he would shadow him and follow him every single day. And so we can kind of put that in our terms today of, of going on a daily basis, how am I uh, not just bringing God into my life, but how am I following him with my life on a daily basis? What's that look like at school? What's that look like at home, okay? What's that going to look like this summer? So let's talk about the sand for a minute. What are, and sometimes they're good things, but, but they're not the best things, okay? So what are some of these things that keep us from fitting all of the important things, the rocks in our life when it comes to uh, how we manage our time? Technology. It's really hard to disconnect, isn't it? And get some solitude. Titus, did you have something? Or is that what you're going to say? What else? Anything else? Friends? Pride? What else? Peer pressure? Okay. That's good. There, there are things, there are things, good or bad, okay, that we can use as that sand that we fill our jars up with. And sometimes, a lot of times, like it says, technology is not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that's a really important one, Wendy, that uh, we get going and we get connected and we're texting and we're on Facebook and we're, we do all these things and then uh, there's no time left in the day to spend reading our, our Bible, okay? Even, even the Bible app on your phone sometimes, you can sit there and you can start reading that and then you'll get a text or you'll want to surf the web or something like that. So rather than just opening up an actual, like, paper Bible, right? We can get on our phone and then, and then get distracted. So some of those things you can, start, uh, you can start thinking about, even on your list maybe that you have, that, that are, are sandy-type items, that are things that might ne- not necessarily be bad in themselves, but they're not the most important things, okay? The whole idea about tonight is trying to, to remember what's important to God as we, as we uh, go about our time and our money. Okay, who has the, all the other scripture references? Come on up. Let's make a quick list here with money. What do you think God wants us to, to what are some things that God wants us to do with our money? They're actually different. Okay, what else? Giving, we'll just, yeah, havering, havering, do you remember what havering means? (laughs) Okay, what else? That's awesome. What else? With our money, how do you think God wants us to use our money? Yeah.
How about needs first? Healthy food. Okay. All right, here. We got we got a list started. Okay. Sarah, you have what do you have? Matthew. Matthew? Okay. Here. This time this time before everyone reads, we'll go through and we'll add something to the list if it's not here. Okay. okay. Do so not s- just tell what the reference is for me. Oh, Matthew six nineteen through twenty one. Do not store up yourselves treasure on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break and steal, break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Okay, what's a good principle we can pull from that? Don't steal. That's, that's a, well, that's a good principle in general. Yeah. Treasures in heaven. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also, right? If you think about that, the things that you wrote down, do you, do you treasure those things? They'll tell you, okay? If you lost all that stuff tonight, would you be heartbroken? Or would you be like, eh? What do you got? Psalm 24? Yes. One uh, and two. Psalm 24, one through two. Um, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Okay. What do we pull from that one? Yeah, Anna. Everything is God's. That help keep things into perspective, right? If you know nothing is yours and all everything's his, what do you got? Philippians four, eleven through thirteen. Do it up. I am not saying this is because I am need in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being con- content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Awesome. Philippians 4. (laughs) What do we get from that? What do we pull from that? This is God's word, you guys, okay? This is truth that we're speaking. So so you can pull something from this and and believe that it's true, okay? What, What can we grab from this? That's good. Trusting that God will provide. Not always wanting more. Being content, right? We don't have to really, like, translate this, this stuff, okay? We can, it says what it says, right? We can be content in whether we're in need or whether we have plenty. Yeah, Brianna. Anything else? I think it's 
I think what it's really saying is we have God, right? And if you know that you have God, then you don't need anything else. Nothing even compares, right? Nothing comes close. Wendy, what do you have? Second uh, Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Um, the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountiful will also reap bountiful. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiently in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Excellent. That's it. Give cheerfully. Amen. What else? Contentment again. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else? Being thankful. That's a good one. All right, Jackson, what do you have? On the first day of every week, each of you is to put... First Corinthians 16, 2. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up, as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. <laughs> okay. Thank you. What, what else? What's, what's going on in this one? What do you think? Yeah. Save up. For what? Well, we definitely want to spend our money wisely. Yes. What? What's? What are they saving for? For God. To give. To give it. Uh, it's important that we save. Like, you guys could start saving right now. You guys could start saving right now for college, right? So that you don't have to just assume that your parents will pay for it. Um, but also, listen, we can think uh, uh, about saving for... This is... Paul is actually talking here, and he's, and he's telling uh, the church here in, in Corinth to save some money up because he's going to come by and, and help out another church with that money, okay? And so... We can think about where there's needs in our, in our church family. We can think about there, where there's needs uh, in the body of Christ. And we can actually save money that we don't necessarily need for later, okay, in order to help meet a need like that. Okay, so we can think about not just saving for a personal gain, but saving to, to benefit God's body, okay? Now, these lists are not an exhaustive list of scriptures. Those are not the only nine verses or nine passages that talk about time and money. And so here's what I want you guys to do then over this week, and we're going to finish up here. Um, you guys can hand out those, those handouts. Hand out the handouts. Uh, I want you guys to take these home, okay? And I want you to take these home. And one of them says, what does it say? My monthly budget. And the other one says my schedule. Okay, they look the same on the front. They're a little different on the back. 
it's similar to what you did at the beginning of the night tonight, only this time you're going to actually uh, add a little bit more planning into it, okay? About, hey, how do I want to spend my time? And listen, if you're a senior in here, you can think about what this looks like in college next year. If you're not a senior in here, you can think about what this looks like in the summertime in like a few weeks, okay? Shh. All right, does that make sense? Listen. So take this home, okay? Don't just throw it away. I want to encourage you guys to do this. And then say, hey, mom or dad, can you help me figure this out? Can you help me plan out some things to do this summer to to help me uh, honor God with my time? Can you help me plan out some things uh, or some ways to uh, honor God with my money this summer? And then, hey, let's look at some some scripture together, mom or dad. Can we open the Bible and can we find uh, some more passages that talk about money and, and time and the way we honor God, okay? Tonight's kind of was just really, <laughs> just kind of a really laid back conversational night. But listen, I want you guys to, to understand that, that God needs to be in the center of everything. As a believer in Christ, he's in the center of everything. And two of the most important things that we have are time and money. Okay, and so if he's not in the center of those things, he's not, chances are he's probably not going to be in the, in the center of anything else in your life, okay? So this is important to talk about, and this is important to really dig into the word to see what God has to say about time and money, because if he's going to be in the center of it, and if we want to honor him with those things, then why not know how he feels about it, right? Okay? Are there any questions? Any last thoughts? Okay, we have one more week left. One more week left of sticky faith. Okay, next week is the last is the last week against parents. So you guys got one more chance to to come out on top. What is the score? The p- students have won like one, maybe. Okay. All right. Hey, shh, let me pray. God, we love you and we thank you for who you are. We thank you that. Uh, uh, you have given us your word. Lord, even as we, as we wrote down those things uh, at the beginning of the night tonight about um, how we've spent the last 24 hours or how we've uh, spent our money on things, God, you've given us your word. You've given us uh, uh, thousands of years worth of, of uh, writing, God, for us to know you and what you value. And so, God, even as we begin to, to wrestle this down, uh, I, maybe some of the students in here for the first time ever, uh, Lord, would you begin to, to work on our hearts and to challenge us, to continue to grow us, to be more like you as we uh, follow you? God, would you help us to center our whole life around you, uh, especially in this area of time and money? And Lord, help us to prepare uh, now for the future so that um, we can continue to honor you more and more each day with this. We love you, God. We thank you for who you are. Pray for the students that aren't here tonight. Uh, and, uh, Lord, that you, would, um, that you would speak to them and to their hearts and just remind them this week uh, of your presence. We love you so much. We give you tonight and the rest of this week in your name. Amen.